morning, friends. Welcome to Southern Bells. We have Beth and Brittany this morning. We're on Revelation chapter 15. So um, the title of this chapter is Preparation for the Bold Judgment. So I'm just going to go ahead and start reading this morning. And it says, Then I saw another great and all-inspiring sign in heaven, seven angels with seven last plagues, for with them God's wrath will be completed. I also saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire and those who had won the victory over the beast, its image and the number of its name were standing on the sea of glass with harps from God. They sang the song of God's servant Moses and the song of the lamb. Great and all inspiring are your works. Lord God, the almighty, just and true are your ways. King of the nations. Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. All the nations will come and worship you because your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked in the heavenly temple. The tabernacle of testimony was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, dressed in pure white linen with gold sashes wrapped around their chest. One of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. Then the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. So I have to share this with you. Yesterday, I worked and my commute is a little bit longer whenever I travel to a certain um, area. And I was listening to this um, podcast and it's called Theology of Christian Counseling. So they were talking about counseling in general and he, he got to talking about fearing God, right? So we just talked about this. We did. And he was talking about how there are so many things that God can do, but have you ever really thought about what God can't do, right? So he was saying, you know, even those of us that are independent and we're pretty strong-willed and we can stand on our own two feet, we still have to have God in our lives. We still have to have him. We can't be anyone without him in our lives. So what can't God do? It seems like a question where you're like, well, God can do anything. So what, what are you getting at? I've never thought of that. God can't lie. God can't cheat. God can't steal. God can't hate. And God, you know, and I was like, oh, Oh, good point. That was like, it was good. And he's like, God can't sin. So anything that is sinful isn't of God. So, yeah, I thought, well, that was, that was an interesting thing. And then when you get into this chapter, we're talking about chapter 15 and you're about to see the plagues, the bold judgment, the plagues. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're starting out in the beginning of the Bible. You've read about the plagues during Egypt, whenever um, Moses was trying to get his people freed from Pharaoh and the different plagues that came across the land. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
know about you, but like there's so much similarity, like the blood turning or the water turning to blood and the plagues of, oh, I would not have wanted to have been around for all the frogs. Like, could you imagine? God would have took me then. He would have took me then because I would have died because I'm scared of frogs. <laughs> I like frogs, but yeah. I don't want to be sleeping in a bed with frogs where you can't feel anything but frogs. No, I, thank I, you. Look, I can't even breathe if one gets within 10 feet of me. I don't know why. I've always been that way. I, I could not do it. I, I mean, you could just, I would probably commit suicide, honestly, because it would be. So I'm like that with spiders. Like if someone, if there were, no, uh-uh, spiders is not going to happen. Like if I can kill one or two, I'm good. But like yesterday I was working in my flower beds and I was out at the girls little playhouse and they had grass grown up in between the slats of their bottom of their playhouse where they have a little sandbox and I pulled out I didn't even have gloves on so I wasn't paying attention I reached down I pulled up a big chunk of grass that had grown in this gigantic wolf spider so do you know what wolf spiders are they're so big yeah it like started crawling up the grass towards me and I just flung it I'm like I'm done I'm done that's it so yeah, I went and got the hoe and I just pulled it all out that way with the rake and I'm like, I'm done. And I just threw the mulch down and I told them, I'm like, watch for spiders and snakes. <laughs> it's okay. You can play here. Just watch for those things. <laughs> yeah. Always be on the lookout. <laughs> she has a cannon jar. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah? You going to can something? <laughs> but if we break the chapter down, again, we see seven. So there's seven angels with the seven plagues. Something like a sea of glass mixed with fire. Those who had won the victory over the beast and its image. And then it says... Um, in our little commentary part, it says those that add his mark is another thing for the beast in his image. They sang the song of God's servant Moses and the song of the lamb. So again, they're just tying back in, like we said, to the Old Testament scripture. And then again, they're singing songs of praises. Like, I don't know about you, but when I envision heaven for myself, like I just, as much as they talk about worship to me, worship is praise and worship. It is singing and praising and glorifying and magnifying. And, and I just like, that's my vision. Like, we're just going to be happy all the time and just singing praises and, and enjoying it. <laughs> Seeing, all, seeing the streets of gold. I can't wait to see that. Like, can you imagine that? Like, I can't even imagine that. And I got to thinking about something. I I watched a, um, <clears throat> a lady the other day, and she was talking about, well, it's a movie, actually. It, um, you know that feature films for families organization? Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. <clears throat> Well, they're Christian-based movies that they put out. They were on VHS, so my mom had them for a while. And there's one out, and it's called, um, I think, I want to say it's called Victorious. I, but it's about this girl who, um, 
during like during her life all of these things happen to her and it's it's she's on trial um for killing a guy that tried to rape her and she ends up in this place where they completely turn her life around it's like a christian-based counseling group that like it's a group home that that changes her life forever Mm-hmm. And she started out as like a drug addict and she was <clears throat> abandoned by her family for a while and she just was on the run and um, she's working and she's holding down a job. She's completely committed her life to God and changed her life for good. And she's in this city and she's walking home from work and this guy follows her. And he's like, oh, you need to come hang out with us and you need to go into this, this bar and do this and that. And she's like, no, I just pulled a double shift. I'm going home. I need rest. Well, he follows her back to her apartment and he um, forces himself onto her and into her apartment. Well, she had a gun inside of her apartment and she shoots him. Well, he is a wealthy man's grandson. So behind the scenes they show how corrupt money can make things and they had like they had showed how there were ties between this rich man and the the police department and the investigators and they were trying to really really belittle her and turn it around on her and this lawyer who ends up doing pro bono work she finds him like god leads her to him and she, um, they end up taking her in and doing this trial for free to help her. And like, it's just amazing. Like the way the story plays out, the group home that she was in the whole, the whole idea behind this home was it was for troubled women, um, and children and girls. It's, it's women really it's for girls it's for females Mm -hmm. and he their their motto is that you're a daughter of of the king and if you're a daughter of the king it doesn't matter where you came from what matters is where you're going and -hmm. what matters is how you hold up yourself how you present yourself and how you live your life and they're the judge in this movie is living in a time where the um her husband is an alcoholic and she's been going to church and he doesn't go to church with her but he's basically been living off of her and condemning her for her lifestyle and condemning her for working and she wants to retire and he's just like it just shows that aspect of life which and is a reality. Finally, yeah. And so she ends up in this church and the pastor of this church is, is preaching the sermon about being the daughter of the King. And she recites this to herself, which you and I know the importance of how you talk to yourself matters, how oh, yeah. you lift yourself oh, yeah. up, what your daily affirmations are matter. And so one day she's like, I've had enough, you know, she, it's her birthday, but she, she buys him a suitcase and she's like, pack your stuff and get out. And he's like, well, that's not very Christian of you. Like, so all automatically he starts condemning her and she's like, no, God would not want me to stay in this lifestyle. He would not want me to live this way because 
all you do is put me down and all you do is you want to drink and you want to drag me away from God. And she's like, I am royalty. I am a daughter of the king. And she's like, you need to go. So he, he's like at a loss. He doesn't even know what to do. Well, he, the next like scene shows him going to an AA meeting and like the, the whole long story short of the movie is he ends up turning his life around and comes back to her for forgiveness. And it shows her being able to forgive him because she is a daughter of the King. Right. And the girl who was accused of murder ends up getting out of it because she unfolds an entire background of information on this guy that tried to rape her. He had raped multiple women and each time his grandfather had covered it up, he'd paid off the cops. And, um, no and bad, she's no very, would come she, to the grandfather's name that way. Right. And she, um, she was very remorseful for what she did. She said, I would not have done what I had done had he have just listened when I said, no, leave me alone. And, and it gets you thinking, like, how often do we find ourselves, even as Christians, she was a Christian, even as Christians in a position where the world turns on us, the world turns anything that we do and say against us in an attempt to, to make us feel like we're not Christians. Daily. Daily. And sometimes the- but it's it's just a reminder that it's sin sin is sin Mm -hmm. oh yeah sin is sin no matter what the sin is it's still a sin yeah but like i just keep thinking about that and and what i was reading this morning in the commentary like linked to this it's just a reminder that like the battle's not ours to fight. Mm-mm. Like I have tossed that idea around in my head a lot where, you know, God teaches us in the Bible to turn the other cheek. Right. And, and the counselor I was listening to yesterday, that's what he was talking about. He was talking about how we're to fear God for that reason, because, you know, God says vengeance is mine, right? So if you're living your life and you're doing what you feel God is leading you to do according to his word, it has to line up with the word. It has to line up with the word. Mm -hmm. Then God is going to one physically alter that person's life because they're doing harm to one of God's people. Two, he's going to spiritually convict and condemn them because what brings us to know God in the first place? It's conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's those toe-stepping sermons that say, hey, you're not living right. What are you going to do about it? Or in the end, if they ultimately choose not to, you're seeing what's going to happen. I don't want to be there for that. Me neither, sister. Me neither. But in, in, I think the human nature, that side of it's hard because if someone wrongs you, you're hurt, you feel betrayed, you feel let down and you, you 
your human nature is vengeance or karma as some people want to call it but the truth of the matter is if you want to really get technical about it karma in a sense is god's god's plan his intervention his letting it yeah yeah for sure It's just an it's just an interesting like segment like chapter 15 is like there's there's information there but I feel like it's just another intercession leading up to what's about to take place. And I think that chapter 16 is going to lead us towards what they call the battle of Armageddon. Yeah, cuz we're getting close to the end of the whole of the whole um revelations we're getting to the end of it. So Things are going to start happening. Did you know? Did you know that actually the Battle of of Armageddon isn't really named in the Bible? That that came from scholars afterwards, based on um, like different language interpretations of the battle and where the battle takes place. I did not know that, and the reason why is because I've never read Revelations. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that until we started this study, but so we were talking last week that we were going to talk a little bit about purgatory and I still feel like my feelings on it stand. I think I'm with you there because it's, there's not enough print for us to, to really know anything about it. So, I mean, we could be, if there is a purgatory, you could be living it right now as we live and breathe. Who knows? It could yeah. be the yeah. Well, and that's a good way to put it because ultimately now is when we need to pray for souls. Now, exactly. For those living. You need to pray for the living because in my opinion, you can't change the dead. True. No, no, obviously. I mean, that's obvious. So I'm not going to stress over the fact that I may have to be in purgatory for some of the sins or for the sins, not for some of them. I mean, we have to pay for all of our sins, but I've also asked for forgiveness. So I think that we can't pay for our sins. Like the only thing we can do is seek atonement for them. And, and I almost, you just said something and I said something that made me think about this. What about, and little Joshua came to mind. What about those instances of people that have had, No, ma'am. Death experiences that have literally been pronounced dead and come back to life. Maybe that's purgatory. Maybe that state of mind is is a purgatory for those people because ultimately it's the prayers of saints that bring them back. I can understand that in some cases, but why would that particular little boy even have a purgatory? He, he, I mean, yeah. I can see it in an adult. Elizabeth, go put them back. Thank you. We're not playing with those. Uh, <clears throat> but for him, he shouldn't have a, he, there's nothing that child could have done to be in that. Right. Story. And I'm yeah. not saying, yeah. and I don't but mean it's for his that. sins. 
and I, I didn't mean it in that way, yeah. but I also know the people that have come to know Christ through his story. Oh, I have to tell you something. I've been waiting till today. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So I was having this conversation <clears throat> with a lady and we, the shot came up and um, this woman blew my mind. She said, well, I got the shot because God's got me no matter what. I got it. And yeah. she had been reading some magazines from um, missionaries and some of the, and she read it in three different articles by three different people. The amount of people that has came to know the Lord during COVID is astronomical. People are being saved mm -hmm. because of this disease. And we, we have been, you know, praying it away, you know, get rid of it. But maybe it was put here to save so many individuals that wasn't seeing it any other way, you know, wasn't, wasn't going to follow God any other way. And this, this play came out and yes, that's what I was just getting ready to say, because if you think about the plagues of the Egyptians, eventually Pharaoh said, your God is greater. He became right. a believer because of what was brought on the nations. Right. <laughs> she's Makes sense. Ma it made perfect sense to me. Perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> Are you singing us a song this morning? Are you praising God too? Good job. <laughs> he is loving life and singing her way through it every day. <laughs> That's her favorite thing to do. That's good. Yeah. All right, Lizzie, what prayer request did we have this week, friend? Well, let's see. Baby Briar got to come home last week, so he's doing good. It's her little cousin. Oh, I'm sorry. I fell on the floor. Um, oh, I can't get it, baby. I don't think I, my mom is in the hospital. Um, so prayers for her. I talked to her last night, and she wasn't feeling very well. She had been feeling good the whole other time. And she keeps having UTI issues. So I pray specifically yeah. for that area for her because she's been having trouble for many years with her bladder and um, they can't seem to get it fixed no matter what. No cancer or anything like that. Just just issues with UTI, kidney infections and, and so on for her. Yeah. Uh, so prayers for her. Um, prayers for Caitlin still. She's getting much further along she's doing really good there she is up this morning okay. she just don't understand that she can't go ride four wheelers when she's this far along in case they have an accident so you know Devin went to ride four wheelers last night so let's pray she doesn't kill him today because <laughs> he decided to leave and go ride four wheelers last night <laughs> and again this morning apparently yeah but no huge prayer request for us other than those. We're thankful for the ones for Lizzie's little cousin last week because he's doing really good. So I have to share a like a praise report kind of. Um, there's a local auction house in our community. My cousin Maggie that has cancer, um, a quilt was made and donated to be raffled off or auctioned off. Um, to raise money to help her uh, with financial 
issues and things like that. So last night they had that live auction. Well, um, during the auction, they sold the quilt. So the, the, the way it worked was the quilt was going to be auctioned off and whatever amount the quilt brought, the auction house was going to match dollar for dollar. So the quilt sold for $2,300. So they matched that quilt for $2,300. Someone spoke up during the auction and said, I'm going to make a donation of a hundred dollars who will match me. Out, I'm I'm getting cold chills. Out of the donations that were matched during this live auction, they raised over fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my god, that's amazing! Is that not unbelievable? Like that is the power of God. And the guy that was doing the auctioning, like he was openly professing God and he was openly telling people that you're witnessing a miracle of God, an act of God, a love of God. This woman did not know Maggie. She just said, who will match my offer? She was just at the auction to be at the auction. Like everybody. It was on Facebook. Yeah, it was Facebook live. And the way it worked was you commented. And I'm just going to put this out there. If anybody would like to make a donation to Maggie, you can make it to Caitlin Tompkins, which is her daughter. And then you can actually mail it to Oak Summit, which is in Rig, West Virginia. And they will make sure that she gets it as part of this donation. Can you put but, that on our page where everybody can see it um, just in case? Yes, but... I was just so amazed at the outpouring of God. So what makes this even more miraculous was like uh, maybe an hour or two before the auction was to start, Maggie started having trouble breathing and they had to life flight her from our local hospital to the university hospital. And they had to intubate her and put her in a medically like kind of like in a medically induced coma for the moment. Um, So she missed the live auction. So she doesn't know that this transpired, but um, midway through the auction, the family kept trying to update my aunt and my cousin kept trying to keep people updated. They commented that the doctor had notified them that um, because they had a moment of silence during the auction to pray and they had updated shortly after that that said that all of her vitals had improved they were able to decrease the sedation and the only sedation that they had her on was just to keep her comfortable so that the the intubation wasn't irritating so i mean that that was the power of prayer i mean it was just phenomenal and the thing of it is is like I feel like you understand this the same because you guys live in smaller communities too. When something happens, you you pull together as a community and you can't outgive God. No, you can't. That's amazing. We were actually Not talking amazing. about that at church yesterday. My sister-in-law had called me, wanting me to take my nephew to where they go but me and Lizzie had already had plans to go where we normally go and um I made the decision to go where we normally go because we know everybody and that was there you know Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen them in a while to be honest and 
we we were just familiar with everyone there. Not saying that I wouldn't yeah. know they go because I would, but this is where I grew up at, the church that I grew up in. So that's where I feel at home. What's wrong with her? We have a groundhog in our yard, and she seen him out the window yesterday, out the kitchen window. <laughs> We went out there and fed him some hamburger helper we had in the fridge, and now she wants to go back out there. <laughs> I think she needs a nap. Yeah. But I think we'll just, um, I'll pray this week, and we'll just lift your mama up, and we'll just let God lead, and mm-hmm. you can go take care of Tiny Tornado. <laughs> and the yeah. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for this day. God, we're so thankful for your blessings, Lord, for your love. God, most importantly, we're thankful for your forgiveness. We're thankful for your grace and for your understanding and your compassion and for teaching us those things. God, those are all virtues that we want to have. God, we pray that as we are daughters of the King, Lord God, that we live according to your word and that we do represent you. And God, we pray that you will just continue to help us to lead others to you through your word. God, we pray that we're just going to be a beacon of light, Lord, because we know that this world is getting to darkness. God, I pray for Beth's mama right now, God, as she's in the hospital, I pray that your healing hands will be upon her, Lord, that this very moment she feels your warmth come across her, Lord God, that the doctors are able to take care of these UTIs and this bladder infection. And God, we ultimately claim healing and victory over this in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would just touch her body and make her well, Lord, lift her spirits and comfort her. God, we pray for Caitlin during her pregnancy. Pray that you'll just continue to bless the baby that's growing. God, I pray that you'll just bless her and the next months to come, Lord, and her labor and delivery go smoothly. God, we pray that you will just continue to encompass her, keep her strong, healthy, and well, Lord. God, we pray for those that are fighting cancer. Pray that you'll just continue to bless the doctors that are researching cures. God, we pray that you'll just continue to be with the medical field as they're battling COVID. God, we're just thankful for the good things that do come out of these diseases, Lord. The community that comes together, Lord. Those that come to know you through adversity. God, we pray that you'll just bless them and be with them. God, we pray that those that do come to know you get rooted and grounded in your word, Lord. Pray that they surround themselves with those that are going to lift them up and help encourage them to do better. God, I pray that you will just continue to help those that are fighting with other things, Lord, things that come financially, Lord, things that come mentally. God, I pray that you will just continue to strengthen our, our bonds to you and help us to stay focused on your word. God, I pray specifically for Mag right now. I pray that you will just touch her body, Lord God. pray that you will just decrease the size of this tumor that is around her heart, Lord God, and allow her to sing your praises. God, I pray that you will just continue to lift up Joshua and heal him and touch his body. God, we pray for baby Eli, Lord. This week he had some news of some unbalanced labs. God, we pray that you will just continue to help him and his doctors and his medical team, Lord to give him what he needs, Lord, so that he's, he thrives throughout life. God, we are just so thankful for the blessings that you have given us. And God, we pray that you will just continue to bless us and our families, continue to strengthen us, support us, and encourage us. God, I pray that ultimately we're able to give you glory and honor for all things. We just ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, friend. Well, I hope you have an amazing Sunday. Yeah, um, my son and daughter-in-law are due back today. They got scammed. I don't think I got to tell you. They got their house from VRBO and got up there and there was no house. 
So VRBO put them up in a hotel room for one night. They're going to give them their money back because they did get the, the trip insurance. So always get the trip insurance. Always, always. Thankfully, they had it. And then the next night, which would have been last night, they decided just to get another hotel room. $350 for one night. They ended up only spending $25 more than what they would have. But scams are real. There's horrible people out there. And unfortunately, some of these companies, you know, they use to rent these houses out of. You never know. So always, always get the insurance on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know what we're doing today. Um, I got some tulips gifted to me for my birthday. You know, I don't have a green thumb. I don't know what to do with them. They're starting to open up. When can I plant them? Do you know? You can plant them now. Yeah. I don't want to kill them. I'm the plant slayer. <laughs> Say a prayer over them. Have, have Lizzie help you plant them and believe that they will live. That's, that's the, normally the way that I do it. <laughs> I planted something last year and it died. It like literally, it died, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It came up this year. <laughs> I didn't even think it was a plant that would come up again this year. So. Right. Wow. And my mint that I planted lived the entire winter. It's still alive. You can't kill mint. It's like cuddly. apparently not. Well, it's really good to plant it around your like your perimeter of your property because it keeps pests away like mosquitoes yeah. and things like that so it's re it's really a helpful plant to have so it's it's in my flower bed <laughs> when it starts taking over maybe I'll try to move it somewhere else but we like the smell of it so I don't really care there you go <laughs> well, I hope you guys all right well today. Yes, you too. And enjoy your tiny tornado. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all.